Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, uh, this is Shane Grove, your host, and we want to just give a little disclaimer before this episode with Miguel from uh, Sasquatch Theory. Um, throughout the episode, it's we, Miguel's reception goes in and out a little bit, so there's going to be some spots um, that disappear where he's you know he's talking. So we try to we try to fill those in by asking questions of stuff we think maybe the listener didn't hear. So we apologize, but just just stay stay patient. You'll get to hear everything. Um, you know, it's just a byproduct of Miguel is actually out in the field getting ready to do an investigation. So his uh, connection wasn't so hot. But you know what? And, and, and Jason, the super producer, shaking his head because, you know, he likes perfection because he is a super producer. But you know what? This is a podcast, and that's how podcasts roll, you know? <laughs> you know? Sometimes the connection's great, sometimes it's not, and that's the beauty. I mean, we're all we're all amateurs here doing the doing the job. So so thanks for uh thanks for being patient as you listen to the episode and uh don't uh don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because it is a great uh it's a great interview with Miguel and there's a lot of good stuff. So Thanks for your patience, and on with the episode. Welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove, and with me as always is Jason, the super producer. Greetings, everyone. And we have the pleasure of being joined by the artist formerly known as, but now known as, The Barrister. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, well, hey, we're super, we're super excited. We... The guest that I'm going to introduce came to us, came known to us because of of Previous the barristers, guests. the barristers and I's appearance on KMXO KMOX in St. Louis. Some of the uh, people in Missouri got a hold of us and said, "Hey, you, well, actually, one of them, Marshall, we had on, mm -hmm. told his uh, told a UFO story for yep. our Patreon members, and he just said, "Hey, listen, there's this dude." Got this uh, YouTube channel called Sasquatch Theory. You got to check it out. It's the hottest thing going. It's this 
This young guy goes out and does these documentaries. They're fantastic. You got to check it out. So I went and checked it out, and you know what? They were fantastic. As advertised. As advertised. So, Marshall, thanks for the heads up. So, so that leads us to our guest, Miguel. How you doing, Miguel? Pretty good. I mean, how are you? I mean, you're not all pumped up after that introduction. You're kind of kind of laid back there. It's... <laughs> well, I think he's he's much like a samurai warrior about to go out for battle. He's in a very zen mind because my understanding is he's about to go out into the field to do some field research. There, there you go. So I think you got to exactly. get yourself in the right frame of mind to go out there. A very zen approach, some, some deep right. meditation. That's right. So, so Miguel, tell us about this uh, YouTube channel you have called Sasquatch Theory. Like, how you, um, you know, w- w- what's the genesis? Why did you decide to start this? I mean, honestly, there's a lot of things that came to play for that to be. But, I mean, it really began with me having enc- encounters in Missouri. And um, it was simple things like, tree knocks and trees getting pushed down and getting screamed at but it started happening more and then I eventually had my encounters and I didn't really know where where to go after that you know who to tell or who to talk to I tried to talk to my family and friends get rid of so I had a lot of time to think in my own mind and I I decided to get on Bigfoot Odyssey and tell my encounter And it kind of just led from there. I honestly created the Sasquatch theory name when I got on Bigfoot Odyssey and I had to type in a a username. And that's just kind of what came to to mind. And that's what I rolled with, honestly, after that. But my my approach is I just want to help people out and talk to other people, hear their stories out, kind of gather the, the pieces just like everybody else. And as far as the YouTube thing, I I couldn't really find to tell people. When you try to explain these knocks or rock blacks, they're just like, oh, man, you're out of your mind. But your step really find a good approach on how to explain it in a better way. It really hits people deeper. And that's a, a reason I started my channel. And then from there, the documentaries. And, I mean, I just really do it all. Well, I think the the thing to point out is that one of the things that inspired you to do this was that you didn't have anybody to talk to. And I think that's a common theme, even with myself, uh, from my experiences, is people have these experiences and they don't know who to turn to because, like you said, you're scared of being ridiculed. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a huge – now, that's a huge – and it's a huge leap to – not have anybody to talk to, to going out and doing a two hour, a two hour documentary. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. So go back and, and kind of tell our listeners then, you know, like how old you were, where you were when you first started having some of these experiences that you weren't maybe sure that it was a Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Okay. Um, I was probably in my earlier to mid twenties and, I was out camping on the Merrimack River with my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend and her kid. And we were just doing the the routine camping thing at the river, you know, fish and 
barbecue and hang out with friends and watch people float. And towards the end of the night, we decided to do some wood knocks. And the reason we did that was we were watching that show, Finding Bigfoot, my thing that was on TV at the time. But um, we started doing that and doing some whoops. And about, I don't know, a couple seconds after we did the knocks, a, a large tree crashed down on the other side of the river. And it wasn't... It wasn't a small tree. It was pretty big. We didn't think too much of it. We just kept going on. And uh, when my ex-girlfriend put her son to bed, we were just sitting there in front of the fire talking and having a good time. And uh, something screamed at us. Like, I don't know, I would say it was probably about 30 yards behind us. And it was probably about eight or nine feet off the ground. And it screamed for about five to eight seconds, I would say. And it just sounded like a metal vocalist, but it was so loud that it scared us both. And I, I, my reaction was, I didn't really know what to think. I just had this smirk on my face. My eyes were wide open. My girlfriend's telling me, grab, grab your gun, grab your gun. And I'm, I didn't grab the gun because I didn't know what it was. And all I had was a Glock 19, which is a nine millimeter. I knew if it was a Bigfoot, it wouldn't even phase it. And if I did grab it, it'd probably make it more angry. But at the same time, I didn't believe in Bigfoot. So I thought, man, that's strange. If it was a mountain lion, why would it, why would a mountain lion come up to us? You know, after we just did all that racket and we we're loud and I don't know, banging on trees at the fire going, it just doesn't make sense. So, so was that, so, so first off, first, what, why, why, um, and oh, I'll go ahead. Oh, can you, I, you, you broke up there a little bit, but for what I wanted to ask was, so you just, you said you didn't believe in Bigfoot. Were you just doing it for, you know, making noises and stuff for fun? Like, mm, well, did, in the back, in the back of my mind, I, I thought it was possible. Okay. I just, I don't know. Well, I wasn't know. a hardcore skeptic. I just, I was open to it. But at the same time, where I lived at, that really wasn't a possibility. And if it was, I figured that they'd be more in Canada or, you know, Oregon, Washington, just like everybody else. <laughs> so, so that, so like where you guys were camping, um, that wasn't really known as a hot spot for Bigfoot or Sasquatch? Or did you find out it, later that it might, that it was? Oh, yeah. I found out later that it was, and actually a lot of the reports from Missouri off the BFRO are from my exact area. Oh, lucky. Lucky you. See, I, I think that the, I think there's this misconception that unless you are in a incredibly dense wooded area, that there's no chance of running into something like this. And what we found, it's the exact opposite. I mm-hmm. mean, we found that <clears throat> sparse woodlands, because... I think what we're what we're finding out is that these things are, are transient and, and they travel, they follow game trails, they they follow the river, they're incredibly mobile, and so you know you 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 have some some ease and and we just talked about this the other night. I was I was out for a walk and I'm playing Bigfoot House, not thinking, not thinking anything. I mean, look, I'm in this park. It's there's a little bit of woods, but not that much, and I, and I play these howls. And shortly thereafter, something signals back, 
And I literally could not believe it. I'm like, there's no way you could have a Sasquatch here. But it's wooded. There's this, there's the Sandusky Rivers there. I mean, and then when you think about it, well, yeah, there's all kinds of different little woods that connect and rivers and things like that. And I think people would be very surprised of where these things could be hiding out or, or just happen to be passing through. Exactly. Now, when you, so the tree getting pushed over was across the river from you, but the scream was on the same side as the river that you were? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was kind of all around us, and they just kind of came in on us all at once. <laughs> well, see, that, that sounds like you invited us, them. You invited them in, and we just, you know, yeah. we were just, we were just on uh, KMOX, and we talked about this very issue. Is and I know people go out and they do tree knocks and they do whoops. And, and Grover and I personally feel that is a very foolish thing to do because we don't speak Sasquatch language. Mm. We don't know. When making a vocalization, you know, I hearken it. If I go to a foreign country and I don't know their language and I just start shouting out something in their language, I don't know if I'm challenging somebody to a fight. I don't know that I'm, you, know, I, you don't know what you're doing. And salty. And, salty. and salty. But, you know, the other thing is, and, and I'm a, I guess I'm a believer in, the, you know, these being biological creatures, having grown up on a farm and things like that, I understand that, that, that there's alpha males. I understand that, that females go into season. Um, Homo sapiens are the only species that we know of that have sex for recreation. That so you we don't know if a Sasquatch could be going into season and there's competing males in the area. And now mm-hmm. you're out there and and maybe one of these vocalizations that I played foolishly was some sort of mating challenge. And I just challenged some other male to a confrontation <laughs> over over you know mating grounds. Um, right. So I, I, and so we don't know the significance of, of a of a tree knock. We don't understand like the velocity of the impact or the you know how often. I, I just think I think it's a terrible idea to try to communicate with something that you don't speak their language and you could you could maybe send them into a. Uh, into a defensive position or an aggressive position. Right. So, yeah, I'm yeah. recipe. Or yeah. you could yeah. be vocalizing as a female asking for someone to come and mate with you. <laughs> Jason, are you prepared for that? I'm definitely not prepared for that. <laughs> so, so then, so then what happens um, once you come to the realization that the, the weapon you have is not going to do anything uh, if that truly is a Sasquatch that just screamed at you? Um, can you say that again? Sorry, you cut out a little bit. Oh, I just, I'm saying, um, so like what happened then the, that after you came to the realization that the weapon you had probably was not going to do anything if that was a eight or nine foot tall creature screaming at you in the woods? I mean, honestly, we were just so dumbfounded that we just brushed it off and kept doing what we were doing and camped there the rest of the night and nothing else happened. Just because wow. I guess we were that hardcore skeptics. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen, that, I mean, that takes, that takes something to have something like that happen and be able to rationalize that. Ah, that's, that's maybe just a, 
a mountain lion or something. Well, I think sometimes we as we as individuals don't want to believe that yeah. there's that there's something out there that, that there's a boogeyman under our bed and and so we we try to rationalize in our heads. Nah, that I know we both heard it, but <laughs> that's not really what I heard. And, and even like with my brother, and I'm not going to get too far into this. I know he saw things or heard things that I did when we were kids. And even today, oh, no, maybe we didn't really see that. I think that was just something. Like, doesn't want to come to an understanding that, yeah, this really is what it is. So so then, so that's your first real experience. Then how does it progress from there? From there, probably about... um, I would say, I don't know, a couple years later, I'm leaving work, and it's on a Friday. It's actually September 14th in Missouri, and I know that because it's the day before opening boat season. And I'm going to this area next to the Merrimack to check out some public land there that I've never been to. And when I get to the parking lot and walk to the edge of this cliff, because the parking lot stops at the edge of this cliff and you can see for a long way the river and these huge fields that are on the other side and river bottoms. And it's, it's a real cliff. It's huge, but I'm trying to figure out how to get down there and cross the river because that's where all the giant deer are and all the bordering farmland. Um, I do. I check it out. I go back to my car, and do see something black moving through the trees. And I think turkey, or maybe a bear or a hog. I wasn't sure what I was looking at, and it got behind the tree. I mean, it moved in slow motion, but I wasn't even sure what I was looking at. I, I mean, it was just black and furry, and it was like the human sure so i mean i pretty much just turned around and brushed it off and went down the other side that i was looking at went down a trail that circled around the cliff and i got across the river found a bunch of tracks and where i was set up at and it didn't take me long to find deer sign so i left got back to my car and my archery equipment ready and that morning I got to that same spot and just sat in my car and watched the sun come up and the reason why is I just got this horrible feeling like there was a bad idea to go in there I don't know why but I just sat there and just left I probably left around I don't know 6 30 or and I, I still this day have not went back to hunt that area so based so, so based on I never saw like a figure, you know, it just looked like a black mass until I got up behind the tree and it kind of looked like a, an arm. That's when it started clicking to me. Even though I I shrugged it off, I knew something wasn't right. But like I said, I didn't know that there was Bigfoot in Missouri at that time. For for listeners out there that aren't familiar with the Missouri area, are there black bears? Are there other large predators that it could have been. Yeah. And probably the 
in my area or bears. That's what they say, but I'm sure there are, there are, there's not supposed to be. And I've never seen a bear personally. I've just heard stories. I've never seen a hog, but I mean, if you travel even 30, 40 minutes South of my location, there's, there's hogs and bears, just not where I live for some reason. So from your experiences, did you think it was a bear or did you think, nah, this isn't a bear. This is something completely different. No, I, I, I honestly did think it was like turkeys or a hog or a bear. I mean, I just didn't know what I was looking at because by the time I got a good look at it, it, most of its body was already behind the tree. So what, so the next morning then what, like what, what was the feeling then that came over you? I mean, is that the first time you've had a feeling that stopped you from doing something that you wanted to do? Uh, yeah. But I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm out there at four 30 in the morning, it's pitch black. I got to go down that cliff. When I went down it during the day there, I ran into like three snakes and there was a hornet's nest just on the ground. And it was a giant hornet's nest. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to look out for. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> from the parking lot to the stand, it, w- it was pretty dangerous. That's why nobody goes in there. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. That's why all the giant deer are <laughs> yeah. over there. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. Because once you kill the deer, then you have to get it out up the same yeah. trail where there's oh, snakes yeah. and hornet's nests. Not to yeah, mention, I thought about that. Yeah, not to mention Bigfoot. <laughs> so, right. So in your research now that you're impassioned about doing this, what are mm-hmm. some of the craziest stories that you've heard? The craziest story that Well, I mean, but, it, it, as far as it goes to Sasquatch, I mean, I've heard some really crazy stories, but I don't think people want to hear them on here. Right. I mean, I've, I've heard some wild ones as far as them abducting people or saving people. I think those are some of the the wilder ones. When you say abduct, I mean, like firsthand stories, like, I mean. Oh, for me, like, yeah. stories that I've heard personally, what's yes. the wildest story? Um, uh, ooh, some of them I can't say just because they're, uh, they're private and not from my end from a private researcher that I know that he's talked to people that he's talked to. So I can't really say what's going on there. Um, well, there was a story that somebody told me in an area that I research of a supposed Bigfoot. To me, it kind of sounded like a giant just because of how big it was. And I mean, the guy described it to be like, 10 to 11 feet tall, had long hair, had the face of like a human, like a Neanderthal, had no hair on its chest, and its chest was like a peach um, pale color, and it was just completely ripped. But to me, I I don't know, it just sounded different. than. Where did that sighting take place? That happened on the map, but about 30 minutes from my area downstream. Now that's intriguing. Holy smoke. <laughs> was it carrying in yeah. like a club or anything? Or is it just, I mean, well, what was the circumstances surrounding, you know, you see this giant 
thing? Well, I mean, I haven't talked to the guy since, and I know he wouldn't want me to say his name, but I mean, he was, he was hunting and basically he thought it was a deer and he put his gun up. And when he looked through the scope, he had crosshairs on this thing. And he said his face instantly went pale. He felt sick to his stomach and he, he, he froze basically. And he, he didn't shoot it because this is what I asked him. I asked him why he didn't shoot it. He said he didn't shoot it because he knew there was more around. And at the time, you know, I didn't really think much of it. But I, now, thinking back on the story, I'm like, man, that was the best decision you could have made was not to shoot. But I guess he got on his four-wheeler and hauled ass out of there, and he said that he felt like they were chasing him the whole time because he could hear limbs breaking and whatnot the whole way out of there. But he told me that years ago before I even had any encounters. So that's like part of the puzzle or or part of the the build up to what happened to me. So he's telling <laughs> he's telling you that story just as one person to another, not as a person that has experience talking to a guy who has a YouTube channel yeah. called Sas- <laughs> so Sasquatch, right? So it's just so that lends a little bit yeah. more credence to, you know, him just telling you the story out of the blue. Well Yeah, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> but you know, the thing about it is, is that any biological creature, there's going to be more than one because there had mm-hmm. to be a male, there had to be a female and they had to have the offspring. So, you know, if you, if you see one, there's probably multiples. I mean, there, there are not that many animals that travel solo, like Siberian tigers. I think they, they travel solo and things like that. But, but there's really, in, in the primate world, um, they live in families. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's an alpha male. There's, there's a whole dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. and, and just about every homo sapien. I mean, homo sapiens are that way. All the primates are that. I don't think that every bipedal um, creature, I think, that, that, that's been known or unknown that has been researched is not solitary. You know, it's just not, especially when you look at the great apes, you know, look at chimps, you know, look at everything in the primate world, there's families. So the fact that right. I think that there's just one out there would be a foolish, <laughs> foolish thing. So, so now you've had, you know, this guy's told you about a giant and his crosshairs. You've had a couple Bigfoot experiences. Are there more experiences then that lead up to, uh, you know, you making the jump into becoming a researcher? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to sound crazy to a lot of people. They're going to say, that's too much. That's too much stuff. But honestly, I'm out there and I'm looking for it. I'm paying attention to it. And that's why I feel I have more encounters than most people. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, I was probably, yeah, I was 28. It was uh, 2018. It was at my property. And it was one of the least expected places I ever would have guessed I would have had an, an encounter. And, uh, basically I've, I've already had weird stuff happen up on my driveway road and our property surrounded by, by forest, by the way, I've had whistles happen or happen in that area. And I've heard whoops. And by that point I'm thinking, okay, there's definitely something weird going on. Possibly it's Bigfoot. And one day I saw orb 
And I wasn't sure what that was. I honestly thought that was uh, trespassers just walking through the woods with their cell phones or maybe like some type of lantern. Didn't think too much of it. So I kept researching or not researching, exploring the, the property. I just kept walking and hiking and just being, being out there, finding reasons to be out there. So I'd be foraging for edible mushrooms, looking for arrowheads, just looking for deer sign, anything just to help me be out there longer. And basically one day I was walking the driveway. It was probably 11 June, I believe in the beginning of June. I had already walked the driveway that day and went through the woods a little bit and was coming back. And when I almost got house, I looked to my left and I saw a black mass and all of a sudden that black mass just stood up and I was blown away, you know, tall and Bigfoot. See, I say it was six feet, but after, you know, I realized it was probably taller than what I said, but anyways, it, it just walked off in the exact manner of the, the Patterson footage. It stood up and I mean, I, I don't know if I spooked it or if I scared it or if it was waiting for me. Um, it pretty much just looked like a jet black. Its head was round. I mean, the best way I can describe its face, it looked like Mike Tyson and or the Hulk. That's the best way I can describe its face. And it was massive. Its chest was massive. It had um, these white stripes. This is what, what I was weird. If you can picture like a skunk, or, um, like a lemur, I think it's a lemur, like how there's jet black, but they got the stripes. This thing had two white stripes going from the shoulder down to above like its, um, its glutes. And it had two of them. And then on its calf, it had a whitish gray patch the same way, the same color like on its back. But after it walked out of like five, I wasn't sure if I actually saw it. Like I know, I know what I saw, but after it was gone and everything went quiet, I was just like, what the hell? What the hell? So I ran towards the house and I cut through the yard and try to cut this thing off. I stepped over the fence and walked back into the forest. Second. And all of a sudden I could hear this breathing like a horse. It was just, it was massive. It, I don't know how to explain it. Just this. <sighs> so just, it, it was blowing at me like a, like a deer would, but there was no deer, you know, there was no jumping, nothing. That's, that's what it all, and I was a full believer right there. I uh, I knew for sure that I saw something because I could hear it, and it was pissed off at me. So back, went back over the fence and went back in the house, and that's when I started taking my camera out there. And yeah. <laughs> so so this definitely then happened in the daylight. There's still daylight. 
when you saw oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was daylight. Okay. Like in the woods, you know, like if the trees, even if it's daytime, you know, just from the shadows of the canopy. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was when I looked over to the left, and then when it stood up, I was shocked. <laughs> so how far away was... And I didn't even notice it. How, how far away was this thing from your house then? No, oh, I mean, from, like, the yard, I like, 30, 40 yards, just chilling right there. Wow. And it was at the edge of the, so it was, like, in the edge of the trees as you're walking back up, and then you notice it because it stood up. Yeah, it stood up, walked away, looked at me, like, one or two. I mean, it was identical to Patterson, Gimlin, Gimlin footage, pretty much. It looked a little different, but, I mean, the way it moved the way it swung its arms the way it looked over me wow looked a little different and i mean and you still wanted to chase after it and cut it off (laughs) yeah just because i don't know i was i had i had to know i had to make sure that's what it was (laughs) oh my gosh so so that was the first time then, other than looking off that cliff and seeing something dark, that's the first. That was the first real encounter. First like real. We, like when that thing looked over it, we looked at each other, and I just stood there, disbelief. Wow. But here's the, because even after that, I just had a really hard time processing all this, and uh, I didn't know who to talk to. So don't really. What What do you think of the encounter? So, I I was at this Panasonic camera, you know, a little camcorder, 4K, and I'd I'd record everything. The squirrel jumped. I was recording it, but I was so horrible with it. What I was doing, but uh, I didn't believe what I saw. Pretty much going back out there to see if I could recreate the situation. And basically, it was probably three or four weeks after that, that first real encounter. Um, I was walking the driveway, and I left my camera and my phone back at the house. I don't know why. Well, I know why I did. I was in a bad mood that day. A lot of stuff happened, so I just decided to walk the driveway and get it all done back on the opposite side I saw the same thing that I saw at the river when I was going to go hunt at the public um, I saw the same is that you know is that a bear you know even after I already had this it did the same thing as the one hid behind that tree and when it got up to that tree it went real slow behind it and I was staring into that spot I didn't take my eyes off that spot and all of a sudden this thing just popped out it was a baby Sasquatch it just popped out and it was looking to its left the area and then when it turned and looked to its right he noticed that I was looking directly at him and his eyes got huge. They got huge, and he shot down underneath the brush. I don't even know how he disappeared. He just shot down so fast, like a, like 
spook the fish. You know how they just disappear? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it didn't disappear out of thin air. This thing, like, it just moved that quick. And I could see, like, the little um, the, the little twigs and brush just swaying back and forth after he did that. And I was looking left or right of the tree, and I, I didn't see There was no noise or nothing. When he saw me and he shot down, he was gone. That was it. It was over. But that it for me i mean i kept saying i remember the first thing i said was oh my god dude this i kept saying that over and over like oh my god that was the coolest thing ever like i wasn't scared i kept saying that was the coolest thing ever and i remember i was saying all that i looked behind me because it was just so quiet i was like man i i bet like the parents or the brothers or what the rest of the clan is looking at me right now i just don't see them and i thought man i don't have my Oh well, you know that's all I needed. I mean, it almost sounds I, like the it almost sounds like though that happened so fast that you probably wouldn't have been able to even get a picture or video of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did happen really fast. You know, I, I just I wonder still this day, uh, like why. Why it only happened when I didn't have my camera, or what would have happened if I did have my camera? Would I have been ready? What I, I don't think, know. I think it, I think it sounds like it probably would have happened so fast you'd have been more frustrated because you didn't, or you would have got something that was so blurry that it wouldn't have been you know good enough for for. I think just seeing it has to be good enough for yourself, you know. Because, oh yeah. Because no, no picture or practically. Uh, there's no video that's ever good enough for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So I I almost think that if you did capture it on video or camera, it's going to frustrate you more because people are going to doubt. Well, I mean, look at the Patterson Gimlin film. I mean, that thing has been scrutinized for so many years by experts and there are still people saying it's a fake, it's a fake, it's a fake. And so, you know, any video, anything that you put out there, you're going to get scrutinized. So it, I think it's easier on yourself to say, hey, I saw, this is what I saw, versus undergoing the microscope of the... Uh... Right. Yeah. Well, I, I believe that even though I didn't get them on camera, I still beat them in the game because I was able to... I, didn't, I wouldn't say I tricked them. I just... I, don't, I caught them when they were vulnerable or they were distracted. And if I don't know if you guys have seen it, but on my channel, I have a trail cam photo. And to anyone, you know, that trail cam photo could just be garbage or a blob squatch or maybe they think I made it up. But to me, that trail camera was right there where I saw that baby. I mean, like 30 yards away from where that baby was hanging out. So after I had those encounters later on that summer, I thought, man, that camera's right there where I had those whistles happen, the whoops, where I've seen these things at. So I was like, I, I'm going to check it. So I kid you not, the first or second picture I check, I instantly see the, this face on there. I didn't have to check 800 pictures and get a magnifier. It's like, oh. Yeah. yeah, we're having a little bit of tef- technical yeah. difficulty. Yeah, I we, think probably maybe where your location is since you're yeah, about we to go out into yeah, the we field. Didn't, yeah, we didn't hear the part after you said uh, you checked the uh, trail cam and on the second picture you saw it. 
Okay. Yeah. So I went to check the trail camera and on the first or second picture, the very first or second picture that I opened up on the folder, I, I immediately saw the face. And like I said, that, that trail camera was only 30 or 40 yards away from where this thing was hanging out at. So that's why I think it's significant and not a blob squatch. <laughs> uh, and, and so that looked like what you saw then. When you see that picture, you immediately recognize it as what you had seen. It looks similar to him, the jet black and the, the eye color and like the charcoal face. So this, so so now you're a full believer. There's no doubt in your mind. So this is where you start start thinking. Okay, who do I talk to? Well, you know, because your family. I mean, you and I had this discussion off air that your family, mm-hmm. you don't even want to talk to them anymore about it because they just think you're crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there's not really that many people even around here that will even they're even open to it. I mean, pretty much you talk about it. People just get very frustrated. (laughs) They don't want to hear about it. Well, you can't be the only one experiencing stuff in that area either. You know? Oh no. Yeah. I'm getting reports after I started my channel all over Missouri. I mean, all over the country. I'm getting them from Canada. I've gotten some stuff from the UK, Scotland, in Australia, I'm probably missing some places. I just got to work on all those stories. <laughs> wow! But so, so okay, go yeah, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say basically, my channel is a way for me to show people that these things do exist in other states and not just Washington or Canada. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, the more the more we. Uh, they're everywhere. I can't imagine there other than maybe Hawaii. It seems like there's reports of somebody seeing a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot, uh, almost in every state in the continental mm-hmm. United States. I mean, if, cause if we're talking about them moving around, there's plenty of rivers and, and, uh, streams and, and woodlands for them to, to move all the way around, whether they want to get to one habitat or another or one breeding ground or, um, so, so what do you, so you, so you decided, okay, I've, I've somehow you lucked out. I gotta, I gotta tell you that lucked out and got Sasquatch theory as your name, <laughs> you know, on the, on the, on the fly, I'm putting that down as a name. That's a great name for, uh, yeah, yeah it ended up working good. <laughs> that's a great name. I won't even tell you some of the, some of the other names we checked into before we got from the shadows podcast. <laughs> And we had to add podcast to the end of it just so to differentiate it from another from the shadows. But, uh, so, so you put this up, you, so I'm assuming this is how it goes. You put up the first video. What did you hope? What did you expect? And what really happened? Um, I put up my first video and honestly, I never really watch my videos after I post them. I just leave them there and move on. But, um, I believe my first video was, some structures that I found and just what I believe to be sign. And it didn't get too many hits. And I didn't didn't really look, look at it that way. So I just figured I would make a different type of video. 
So I decided to tell my stories and encounters and they kind of just blew up. And then from there I had people contact me, contacting me about um, encounters they're having here in Missouri and didn't experience that documentary. So I was like, well, I got a camera. If I, if I hear this and tell people about it, nobody's going to believe me. Yeah, this guy's finding piles of deer out here on this farm. You know, people are going to be like, what is he talking about? But since I documented it, you know, now people are more open to it, I believe. And I don't know. I just feel like it's a good way to to tell people's encounters rather than, I don't know, reading it from a phone or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were, you know, we were like – we were watching the one, one of the latest with that, with Val, right? Is that his name? Val? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it does lend a lot more to the validity of the story to see this guy mm-hmm. sitting yeah. there telling it matter of factly, like this is what happened and recounting yeah. stuff. It's a, it's a lot more impactful coming straight right. from the person and then getting to see his face, you know? Yep. And exactly. Well, the interesting thing too that I like about watching videos is you get to see people from all sorts of different backgrounds, walk of lives, cultures, and things like that um, mm-hmm. tell their side of the story, and, and they tell it. And, and it's amazing how similar you know you get somebody that's been an, an, an outdoorsman their whole life, and, and and how they talk and their vernacular. And then you'll get somebody who is more of a city dweller who accidentally stumbles upon something like this. And it's amazing how similar their stories are. And, yeah. and, and that holds to me the the validity of the stories is that how similar they are despite what walks of life you come from. Right. Yeah. That was my goal was just to document it as it happened and people hear it as I'm hearing it. Well, you've done a, you've done a really great job with the channel. For sure. I mean, I'm amazed at how quickly it's grown just since, you know, I checked it out like a week and a half ago, (laughs) half ago. Um, You know, so what's what's the plans then? Are you going to try to talk to as many people as you can that contact you? Do you have, you know, you're just going to keep doing videos? Are you going to, you know, keep doing the documentary style? You know, what's what's the... What's the game plan for this? Um, I really want to start doing the documentaries and get more people to come forward. And I think that'll really help bring the pieces of the puzzle together, especially for my area and opening up people's minds and ideas and beliefs towards this actually existing. Yeah, I, uh, I think we all agree that um, the more forums or more avenues there are for people to tell their stories where, um, you know, they, so they can feel comfortable, you know, telling them and not feel like they're uh, being used as part of a um, well, money-making th- scheme yeah, or something, you know I what I'm saying? That, I think people, yeah. it, it lends a lot more credibility as a, if you just want to hear the story for the sake of, allowing people to tell their story. Well, I think that some of the knocks that you get by watching shows on TV, and I'm not going to mention any particular show. Are we talking tree knocks? 
or you're just not? I'm talking this. Ah, okay. I'm just talking. Like I, some of the, the, like the, the critiques, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of the critiques is that we've had guests on that say, hey, look, you know, the TV program is very produced. They've taken things out of context. Mm-hmm. They stretch things. That's the nice thing when you when you you unedit things and you just hear people's stories, how they tell it without commercials, without production and cut and paste and things like that. You get a better flavor for it. And the thing that I like about it is that it creates a form. And the more forms are out there, the more people are encouraged to come forward and tell their stories. And there's less belief that they'll eventually get ridiculed. You know, yeah. the, the more of an audience there is, the more mainstream it becomes, the more mainstream it comes, you're going to get more stories. Yeah. Cause not everybody, not everybody wants to, some people just want to tell their story. Not everybody wants to start a podcast and hear other people's stories. Right. Not everybody wants to start their own YouTube channel, and do documentaries, but some people just want to tell the story. So there has to be people that want to start a podcast and start a YouTube channel. And, you know, we're, we're glad to, to be the torchbearers along with some other right. great podcasts. I, and, you know, you are doing a great job so far with what you're doing. I mean, I'm excited to see, like, a year from now, what are some of the other stories that you're producing and putting out there? For well, well you know, and the thing is that when we first yeah. when we first started doing this podcast, we would have we got excited because we had 2,500 downloads for a month, and we were you know, <laughs> yeah. I remember around, those days. We're sitting around thinking, <laughs> like, hey, oh look, my god, you know, 2,500 people, 2,500 people actually <laughs> yeah. listen. Can you imagine? And and I think last month we were almost 30,000 yeah. verified downloads, so yeah. we're well over 30,000 when you counted all the things. Yeah. And so you're thinking, there's that's a lot of people that want to listen and hear uh. these stories and what's going on in the in this world. So it's it's super cool that you created this form for people to come and watch. Yeah, I'd like to chime in. Uh, I, I think that it's great. Uh, the more forums we have, more people get comfortable and they'll start uh, telling their story, and the closer we'll come to getting some answers on uh, what kind of creature we're dealing with here. Yeah, so I feel people just want somebody to talk to. They just want to uh, get it off their chest and maybe, you know, talk to somebody that might know a little bit more than them, or well, they want maybe to they're talk, willing to teach somebody else. They want to talk in a non-judgmental environment. Mm-hmm. You know, you oh, go, yeah. you you go to your friends, your family, and you get cross-examined. Well, look what it took. Look what it took, Miguel. Okay, he got screamed at. <laughs> he, he's. I mean, you literally had to see stuff in your own front yard. Twice. I, I did twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They came to me. Yeah, they came to me. And 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 you know, I don't want to be all like uh, spiritual or whatever, but maybe they came to you for a reason. Maybe they chose you to show themselves, knowing that you know you would take the next step, and 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 maybe. Maybe they have a story to tell that you just don't realize that you're telling. Yeah, I do. I do feel that way. Everything that has happened here just fell into place in some some type of strange synchronicity. Maybe there's a sad all just worked out there out. with a YouTube channel called Human Theory. <laughs> Human Theory. <laughs> <That one. Right. laughs> and it's, uh, 
yeah. on the other dimension. <laughs> yeah, right. In another dimension. <laughs> In another dimension. Like, God, I've tried to get a video of this guy walking down his driveway. <laughs> right. He woke up out of the house. And the next thing you know, he jumped the fence and he ran into the woods. Yeah. I couldn't get, I couldn't get a clear picture. Nobody will believe me. Uh-huh. Right. So, so, Mikhail, so tell everybody that is, you know, that is listening. And, and obviously it doesn't matter from what part of the world um, they're listening. If they want to get a hold of you to, you know, tell you their story. Um, I hope they get a hold of us and tell us their story too, but we'll share if they want to tell, you know, if they want to, you know, be part of one of your documentaries or um, one of your videos uh, where they can find you. And how to, you know, if the YouTube channel is the only place to get a hold of you or if there's another place? Um, well, I prefer people to email me at outlook.com. Yeah, I mean, the YouTube channel will work too. I just don't always see the comments. Okay. So so that's Sasquatch Theory at Outlook.com. Yes. Yes, Sasquatch Theory at Outlook.com. So we'll encourage everybody Number one, to go check out Sasquatch Theory on the YouTube, uh, on YouTube, subscribe yeah. to it, check those videos out because it sounds like, because um, we know, yeah, you're we, we weren't just joking around. You're out kind of in the field today for the next couple days to see to work on a on a new documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, getting ready to get at it pretty soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh boy, um, so yeah, so make sure you take your camera with you. Um, don't leave it. I think he's got that under control. Don't leave it in the tent. (laughs) I literally take my camera everywhere I go now. You can ask anybody that knows me. I, I literally have my camera everywhere. I think you need to invest in one of those scorpion body cams where you just it's on all the time and uh, like a police right. o- it's like a police officer's cam. Oh, it's called Scorpion. That's a manufacturer. How about, how about you just attach a GoPro to the front and back of your hat? Some people do that. Yeah. See that's why I'm that's why I'm not a field researcher. I'm just better. Mosquitoes are too much for you. Mosquitoes are too bad. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because I'm nice and juicy, and it's uh, okay. All right, all right. we don't need to know all about right. all of that. Maybe we Did you start the music now, Jason? Uh, so, do you guys have any questions about my encounters? Maybe, uh, maybe I missed something. Or uh, what do you think? Was think? that plenty? Well, I mean, look, we could talk to you for ten hours, but unfortunately, <laughs> right. our, our, okay. our, our show platform doesn't lend itself ah. to that long. But okay. we'd love to have you back I, on, and, and we'll, we'll well, delve I, deeper in. Well, I do want to. I do want to ask the one thing. I mean, at no time. I mean, you obviously did not feel threatened by the first one that you saw on your property. If you took off in the woods and chased after it, no. Yeah, that's what shocked me. I wasn't really afraid. <laughs> Cause, because, and in, in, in we have discussed this before, seeing the young one and knowing how animals protect their young, mm-hmm. that yeah. that's the one that would scare me the most is standing. And you, it sounds like you had the realization that uh, there's somebody else around here watching this. Well, the interesting one. thing was when he tried yeah. to do the tree knock and the whoops, then he got an aggressive response. His very first when he's down there by the river is that now have you tried to have you tried any whoops or tree knocks on your own property where you've seen these things or are you smarter than that? 
I try it all the time. It just doesn't really ever work anymore. I don't know why. The the knocking works, but that's because they're knocking back and forth. But I can't. You don't know that they're talking to you. They could be talking to somebody saying, hey, that idiot's out there beating on that tree again. Does he understand right. what he's saying? <laughs> does he, does yeah. He, does he know he's giving away his location? We, yeah. we don't even right. need to bother to smell. He, he, just and don't worry about it. He forgot his camera. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his camera. <laughs> Send the little one out. To do, yeah, to right. Do yeah, I, I don't know. I think we. I think the the one thing that we'll put you on the spot real quick because we do this to everybody. Bigfoot, biological creature, primate, or supernatural component, or otherworldly creature. Your opinion, or a little bit of all three. I and mean. Go. I am torn between the two. All right. So I believe it is very possible that this thing could be living out in the forest. There's so much land out there. I know people say, oh, there's nowhere for them to hide. There is so much woods out there in North America. It's insane. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we have not discovered yet, keep evading people. I mean, I know we got some tracks and all. The fact that we really... As a species have not discovered it, it does make me think that there is something natural going on and all the above. Just because of the orbs that I've seen and some some other strange things that we can talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that always gets me is when somebody says, well, we really haven't discovered them. But there's like thousands of people that have discovered them. Yes. Okay. Just, well, I think yeah. the just because oh, yeah. we don't have a body. Yeah. The body. Well, but, yeah. listen, the next time you see one, Barrister, get the body. Go for I'll it, tell man. tell you what, we need, uh, we need Jerry to tackle it. <laughs> we need Jerry to tackle <laughs> we, we, For those listeners who have just joined the, the podcast, very early on we had our field researcher, Jerry, who in our very first episode – Maybe asked, second. May have been the second. Seriously, seriously asked. ask me while they're off the record. What are we going to do when we run into one in doing field research? And and I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, I, I think I could tackle it. <laughs> <laughs> he was serious and too. He's, he was, he's still serious. And it's yeah. like he's like, yeah, if I went low and got his legs, I think I could I could get him down. And I said, well. Jerry, that's that's insane. And I say, here's what I want you to start. I want you to first go start trying to tackle a homeless man. <laughs> see see how that works out. And if that works, you get to move on to a large dog. And then if that works, we'll take you to the Columbus Zoo, let you climb in the primate cage and see if you can tackle a gorilla. And if you survive trying to tackle a gorilla, then we'll set it up. Then maybe we – I mean, Miguel, you've seen uh, your share of Sasquatch. Do you believe that you'd have a chance of tackling – one of those creatures. I wouldn't. Think so. I, I think if you even ran towards it, something bad could happen. I don't know what what would happen, but I don't think it'd be good. Hey, Miguel, I was wanting <laughs> to know: Have you ran across any tracks at any of your sightings, or in the area where you normally go and um, and search for these th- things? Lack of a better term. Since we haven't answered the question yet on whether they're actually biological <laughs> well, he th- or supernatural, he thinks there's a little bit of both. He I think it's a little bit. I'm in that. I think. I think they're. Too. I think they're a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. I think there's things that we don't understand. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I found tracks. I found one on a pond bank, and I don't. I don't know. It's probably like 
14, 15 inches. Wow. I only got a picture of it. I tried to do the cast, but since it was on the side of a, the pond bank, all, all the right. cast just ran out and it got so thin when I tried to pull it up, it broke. But I got good pictures of it in video. Um, it's on one of my YouTube videos. And then I found the juveniles track. I got out there one day after it started, after it got done raining and found a fresh track. I took a picture of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's everything I find, whether it's structures, it's where I've seen them at. Like if I go deep in the woods, anywhere around, just go further trying to find them, mm-hmm. the structures end. There's no structures. There's no weird things only around my property. That's the weird thing. Mm, that was strange. I don't know whether that's lucky or unlucky. So I know, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> we uh we appreciate you coming on, t- telling us about your experiences. Hope everybody goes out and checks out Sasquatch Theory on YouTube. And I'll tell you what, Miguel, I I know you'll text me and let me know if you find anything in the next couple days, but I'm certainly hoping you do and and you know, we get a good uh a good new documentary up on YouTube soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. I certainly will send you. <laughs> I'll send you what I find. All right. Great. I hope it's not the last thing you send anybody just for the record. I hope it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, I hope it. he does get abducted. You hope he does? Does not. Oh, he does yeah. not. Well, if he does get abducted, it'd be a heck of a story if he survives. <laughs> no, we don't want him I'll to tell you guys all about it. Yeah. I'll know who to contact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Miguel, thank you so much. And uh, looking forward to hearing how this investigation goes. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. (laughs) Ha 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 You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy. You're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.